0: Hey there, beautiful souls, it's Lisa Nickel, coming at you from the Sacred and Rooted Podcast. And before I get into this podcast, I just wanted to say a quick thank you, thank you, thank you so much uh, for being here and taking the time to listen to this episode and any of the others that you've listened to. Uh, It means really so much to me that people are loving the messages and are inspired by them and so this brand new baby podcast has now had hundreds of downloads which is just totally cool and awesome and so i just wanted to really thank you again all right so this podcast is one that i really want to marinate you in with I want you to really marinate yourself into this capital T truth that you are the one you've been waiting for and I'm sure that you've all heard that before Uh, but it's true and here it is again you are the one you've been waiting for And so in this episode, I want to explore why so many of us are still waiting and what are we waiting for and who are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? Why are we waiting? (laughs) Just why are we waiting? Let's stop waiting. Uh, I've always been a little bit impatient, but like, yeah, this is a hard one. There's lots to unravel here though. Uh... You know because it's obviously, I have to acknowledge that there's a ton of societal and patriarchal and familial and ancestral baggage that we all carry around as women, and it's sort of just like tacked on to us when we show up here in the world. Uh, it is through no fault of our own. Um, all of the past history mm-hmm. of women and how they've been treated and how they are being treated, even still just as brutally as they were thousands of years ago. Uh, So if you didn't immediately move into action after hearing that phrase, you are the one you've been waiting for, then it's completely understandable. Don't beat yourself up about it. We don't need to beat ourselves up about things anymore. However, still, we do need to get past this you can get past this i can get past this for all the women out there we can all get past this and for you know thousands of years at this point women have been socialized within society and with within families to give their power to men and so we've been told either literally or through actions you know we you know, our power is dangerous. Our power is not ours. Um, you know, give it to someone who knows better, kind of thing. And so, this can be either, you know, our father, our husband, a brother, even a mother who's, you know, took on more of a masculine role um, due to a variety of circumstances. So, whatever your exact situation, the outcome was the same. Uh, women can't be trusted with their own power. So decision-making needs to be outsourced. And that should, of course, go to a responsible man uh, or some kind of, you know, system or business or whatever. It's all outsourced. Not you. You could not potentially be, you know, special enough to know what you want to do with your life and how to operate yourself within your life. So This is also the same line of thinking that has been preached to us by, you know, the Catholic Church or any other kind of religions for the same length of time, literally probably since beyond BC, but at least for the last bunch of thousands of years, you know, that God is somehow separate from each of us, that our innate wisdom is not ours. That we have only access to it when God looks at us kindly because we have done some list of things that are like the code of conduct before you are somehow worthy of love. And so it's just all so crap. And it's systemic in our society, in our healthcare, in our communities, in our businesses. It's all over the place. So... Like I said earlier, do not beat yourself up or blame yourself at all for the current state of affairs. Um, you know, we've been taught to look pretty, be nice, be quiet, <laughs> generally make sure, you know, everyone else is happy and fulfilled before you consider yourself. Um, and then that is a successful woman, you know? It is also a dream-crushing way to live, not to mention at the least, it's friggin' physically exhausting, (laughs) soul exhausting. Anyways, so to be clear, the fact that you can hear that phrase, you are the one you've been waiting for, and just kind of let it float over you, but not truly let it sink in, is totally and completely not your fault. However, like everything else in life that happens to you, it may not be your fault that it happened or that it is this way, but your response and your healing is your responsibility because nobody is coming to save you but you. You are the one you've been waiting for it's not going to be your partner it's not going to be your dad it's not going to be your mom it's not going to be your grandma it's not going to be the tax man it's not going to be the federal government it's not going to be anybody anything you are here to save you and i know firsthand how freaking annoying and inconvenient that truth can be cuz i am the first one who's just like fuck them fuck that i'm done <laughs> and that's my coping mechanism <sighs> and it's totally shitty like it is not it's totally shitty it's not i'm not even trying to think make this seem like a great situation it's totally shitty one and it's it sucks when you know, bad things happen or they've happened in the past that, you know, had nothing to do with you. You had no control over it. You know, it's a total external circumstance that you're sitting in or faced with. And, you know, then it means like you just have to work harder to try and get out of it. And it's like, what the hell? Like, why? Why me? (laughs) Why us? Why? Um, But we need to lead ourselves to the well. We need to only give of ourselves from our wellspring. And we need to realize our value is inherent in our being alive. Everybody's value is inherent in their simply being alive, their existence so we need to take our power back ladies we need to take our spirituality back and we need to just be marinated in the fact that we are way more powerful than we can even imagine so no one is coming to save you you are the one that you've been waiting for And so maybe you're listening and you're thinking, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. That's awesome. No problem. But, like, at the same time, really, what does that even mean for me in my life? Like, how would I even start, you know, trying to embody that or doing that? Or what does that even mean? So, let me give you a couple of examples. You know, being the one that you've been waiting for really means. You're the boss of your life. And so if you think of yourself as the boss of your life, then you have to make decisions. You're the one making decisions for how you're going to move forward. You're the one where, you know, you can look at the situation and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. You're not actually, you know, the boss of a business doesn't, all you know, maybe sometimes, but mostly... They make the decisions for the thing they don't sit there and like blame it on god knows who and god knows what and call all their friends and get all the advice and like then finally do something like they are in charge of their business and so you're in charge of your life and so you can think of it that way and the other way i like to think of it is like queen energy so if you wanted to think about it like what would what would my queen do? Like Queen Lisa or Queen whatever, however you want to call her. But it could almost be like an archetype that you kind of call on to give you or to encourage you to stink in your least, you know, to not be the victim. You're not looking at your life from the perspective of a victim mentality. You're looking at your life like, here's what I got. What can I do with all this? And so, for example, it could look like you exploring your hopes and dreams you know do you even allow yourself to dream or think big for your life or are you the first one to stifle down a dream that starts to kind of rise from your heart because you know so and so won't like it so and so won't think that's a good idea i'll never have the time and then and then and you've already kind of talked yourself out of it before you begin and i think the main thing i want to get across here is that Um, You being the boss of your life is going to change things in your life. It's not gonna be totally stagnant or the same anymore, but that doesn't mean that, I guess, it, it can. You have a choice, you always have a choice you can decide you don't want to move anything and don't want to change anything cuz everything's too delicately balanced or that what the hell like i i just want to be myself i just want to feel like my dreams and my hopes are put into the equation of like what's happening this month or what's going on this year or what's going on this week so give your dreams, give your hopes some air, let them breathe, let them, you know, start to blossom like the spring that it is, and just see where it leads, see where it leads. Uh, Another example is, you know, you could reflect on how you spend your time, and sort of start the process of figuring out, like, how are you going to get more of it back for yourself? Because I would hazard a guess that everybody listening gives far more of themselves to others than you give to yourself and that is honorable and beautiful in its own way Uh, but you will actually have more loving energy to give to others when you have given to yourself first which was why i said we need to start giving from Our wellspring and not the well like we need that water we need that goodness for ourselves to feed ourselves and our own souls and from there we will have more than we need and uh, and then that obviously we're so naturally giving that that's no problem (laughs) Uh, but right now we're wearing ourselves down and exhausting ourselves and it's not sustainable so yeah so figuring out your time you know could you delegate things to your kids are your kids getting older where they can take on some more responsibility Could you discuss with your partner you know more of a 50 50 sharing arrangement with different responsibilities that you have um could you hire help could you get a bunch of girlfriends together and You know, someone looks after all the kids one afternoon and another one looks after all the kids another afternoon and all of a sudden you've got an afternoon to yourself every few weeks that you can use to dream and foster your dreams. And so it could also look like just speaking up. You know, we as women definitely have a hesitation speak up because there has literally been you know threat or literal death um that can occur if we speak up and i mean even today in different countries in the world that's that is still happening it's crazy and so the the hesitation to speak up is one that you come by earnestly and honestly it's just it's so interwoven in our DNA Um, so take some baby steps and just you know speak up about smaller things that maybe aren't as important to you but you would normally just let slide or um, speak up with people that you trust more than others and so you know that um, you'll be heard and And just start practicing, start just what, you know, even simple stuff where it's like, what do you, you know, people, just regular daily things, like what do you want to have for dinner or where do you want to go eat? Like sometimes, a lot of times it's like, oh, it doesn't matter, wherever. And maybe think like, oh, am I craving Thai or am I craving Greek or what am I craving? And so just get used to having an opinion and having your thoughts vocalized. Because uh, I, for one, can really live in my mind a lot. And I'm only beginning to realize now how little I share with people everything that's going on in my mind. And so it's funny, the more and more and more that I'm speaking up about things, uh, or, and literally taking space up in my relationships, I, you can, I can see that people are kind of like, huh, interesting. Like, this is kind of a little bit of a new lease, lease vibe here. <laughs> but anyways, so just, you know, speak up if you want to get paid more at work. Um, speak up if you, uh, want, you know, your partner to do something a different way or, you know, how you would like to be loved. Cause there's a ton of, and, you know that's a whole another podcast about how we share what's important to us or how we don't share what's important to us um you know maybe you're starting a job search to find a job where you are valued um where you have a boss who's actually respectful and can uh, like take some feedback and listen to what your concerns are because um, we as women in the workforce i mean we inherently do far more than we ever get acknowledged for whether it's acknowledgement not even as accolades I mean literally it would be nice to just get paid for what we do (laughs) and so starting to speak up for yourself and just not you know getting rid of the doormat aspects in your life and maybe the doormat doesn't show up in your work relationships maybe it shows up in your personal life maybe it maybe it's not even a full doormat maybe it's a little bit of a doormat in some situations just to see where you have even sometimes when you have an intuition on something you think like maybe this won't make sense to anyone i don't know if i want to say anything and then later on it's like oh yeah i should have said something because you know whatever it could have saved some trouble or it could have saved some confusion Um, But just when you have that intuition to speak up and you stifle it, just notice that and maybe start to speak up once in a while and see, see how it goes. Uh, The next example I have is just putting, it could look like no longer putting off your dreams, you know, making them non-negotiable, making them just as equally as important as your partner, your kids everyone else, everyone has sort of their, you know, what they'd like to do this month or this week or this year, put your stuff on there too. Um, you know, to get away from the idea that you're sort of like the manager of the family, but not actually a member of the family in the same way that everyone else is. So get your speak up on your hopes and dreams or things you'd like to do put them on the calendar, talk to people about them, and start to juggle things slightly different um, with your responsibilities so that the whole system works together for the benefit of everybody, not just everybody but you. Um, But sometimes if you don't speak up, like, you know, well-meaning people, they don't even know that there's something there uh, because it's never been vocalized. And so you may be pleasantly surprised um, by, you know, the fact that they just didn't know. And so now they do know, and now things can get worked around a little bit differently. Uh, This could also look like distancing yourself from friends who aren't supportive of your vision for yourself. And I'm sure we all have them, like friends whether they're really old friends, or just friends from different phases in your life, where, you know, some people just really like you the way you were in 1995, or something like that, and so as you change, and as you evolve, you know, it's fun to go, you know, it's fun to go back in time, or to hang out with them, maybe they're, I mean, I'm sure they're fun people, but If they're really kind of, their vested interest is in you being the same forever, that's, maybe that's not for you anymore. Or maybe it's for you, but it's only for you like once a year. Maybe it's for you, you know, maybe you're not available on the phone as much as you used to be. Um, You don't need to spend your energy as much as you used to uh, with people that are not cheering you on and not there for your highest evolution but these are choices so sometimes you know being a boss there's some hard choices um but it's sort of like yeah you can you can choose to do whatever you like uh that just might be one of the choices that that is fate you're faced with uh and then even small towns I find like the Traveling or getting around to different um, circles of friends, like it can be really refreshing just because, uh, you know, I grew up in some small towns and there's a lot of the same mentality there. And it's hard to kind of shake that entirely off if that's the only pool of people that you're ever dipped into, if you know what I mean. And so, by traveling or experiencing different areas of the world, you become aware that there's other things that are happening in the world that maybe aren't happening in your small town, or different people are coming up with different ideas, like, there's different vibes in different locations. And so, to then realize that, you know, you have different phases of your life, you're evolving just because you've been friends with someone since you were two doesn't mean you have to be friends with them for your entire life and you or you may want to be but they don't need to be like your, you know the the friend that you spend the most time with or the most energy on if they aren't actually invested in you growing and evolving and becoming more awesome <laughs> or your version of more awesome is not the same version they have for you so yeah anyways there's all there's a lot of nuance there and i think last but not least and probably maybe the the simplest thing in a way to do is you know just if to start really sinking into that phrase or it's like you are the one you've been waiting for to just journal every day or regularly, whether it's every day or every few days. Or meditating. Um, Meditating really gets you into, it really cultivates a relationship with your intuition, with your heart, with your divine guidance, your inner wisdom. And by journaling, it's the same, it's a similar idea. You're just quieting down everything around you, And you're just connecting with, you know, the unseen universe. And so this will help you get really clear on what your heart is even saying to you. Uh, Because there's plenty of women that I come across that they are so busy with everybody else's stuff, with all their things that aren't their things necessarily. They're just making sure everyone else is happy that they don't even know what their hopes and dreams are literally like their hopes and dreams are almost like, well, I I hope my kids do really well, or I hope my husband gets the next job, you know, raise that he's going for. Like, it's all these things that are not just for them. And so if it was just you standing on an island somewhere, what would just your soul be saying for you? What does it want you to bring forward into this life while you're here and so this was one of my greatest it was one of the greatest gifts of my divorce you know going through the phase where i had absolutely no demands on my time because all of a sudden my kids were gone to their dads for the weekend and so I was just faced with like, what, what do I even want to do? Or what do I want to fill my time with? What, what, what should I do with myself? (laughs) And so for a while, you know, I'd just be, you know, planning for when the kids came back and, you know, baking some stuff and making different meals. And so I wouldn't have to do it while they were there and getting some chores out of the way. But then there was still more time in the weekend where it was like, well, now what am I going to do? Like, what If it was just me, what should I do? And so it seemed really untethering at the time, because it was like what I had kind of connected myself with was like, I'm the mom, I'm the mom, I'm the mom. And when that isn't the center anymore, because they're over somewhere else for the weekend, then it's like well who am i who am i who am i like what do i want to do what what am i creating what 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 so be patient with yourself if you are going through a time like that or have some some space like that that you can really begin to explore like what are your hopes and dreams what would you like to do if it was just you and it could be as simple as like i'd just like to go for a bike ride and then have Thai for dinner and maybe then read a book. Like it can be super simple stuff. It doesn't have to be like, I'm going to go out and save the world and set up this thing. and then. But, but even to know that, cause there's so many little mini micro things where we just don't even say like, what do you want? It's like, Oh, it doesn't matter. Whatever the kids want. Oh, you know, it doesn't matter. Whatever my hubby wants. Oh, it doesn't matter. Whatever they want. And you just kind of like delete yourself out of taking up space in any kind of relationship and so to start journaling to meditate it brings you back it reconnects you and it opens up the relationship to your higher self to your soul to you know the to actually in be in relationship with it and not just kind of be you know pushing it down all all day every day for years decades whatever whatever it's been so be patient with yourself and let go there, like be willing to step into the unknown and think like hmm, I wonder what the answers are to these questions let me just sit with the uncomfortableness the discomfort of not actually knowing and see what comes up See what comes up in your journal, see what comes up in your meditation, see what comes up in between and just move towards your heart's desire. And so regardless of how this might look in your life, those are some examples um but it like it's an endless array of what, you know, the fact that no one is coming to save you, like what that actually looks like in each one of our lives is totally different. But however it looks, just remember that you are a grown ass woman and this is your life. And so if not now, like when? Now's the time. What do you really want to do no one is coming to save you, so what are you going to make happen, what do you want to co-create with the universe, with your life, Um, and this one gets me extra in the heart, like, what kind of woman do you want to model for your kids, or your nieces, or your nephews, or whatever, like, you know, yeah, what who do you want to be in this life, and how do you want people to? Uh, I guess at the end of your life, for all the skiers out here, you know, whenever you're out skiing in the winter and you're like had a really awesome like day of downhill skiing and you're kind of like physically tired, you're refreshed though because it was like nice, cool, crispy air and you've been exerting like, yourself. And you come back in, and you're just like, oh, that was so awesome. Like, because you can feel that you're physically, like, exhilarated, but also tired. It's like you got, like, you spent yourself, like, you used what you had, and it was just so awesome. That's what I want you to feel like at the end of your life. So, what are you here to do? How are you here to be? You know, like, what are your hopes and dreams? Don't put them under the rug any longer. Start to let them have some air. Start to let them breathe in your life. And, you know, you don't have to burn down your life to make some kind of big point. This can be a gradual thing because you have been building up. You know, unless you're brand new to life. We, I just said, I think everyone here listening is a grown-ass woman. (laughs) So... You know, you've built things up, you've got relationships, You no need to chuck them all out. You want to just become more authentic in what you're experiencing in your life. And from there, see where things fall and reshift and juggle. So for example, you know, just, what was it? It was early in covid i think it was well it was in august 2020 so my partner and i we moved in together we there was a lot of things to adjust to there was like five kids all of a sudden together there was two of us we'd never lived together and so i wanted it to work obviously it was important to me that it worked um but I wanted to work so much that I unconsciously and totally naturally just started to hold the whole thing and you know like it was my full-time job to make sure everyone was having a fun time they were enjoying each other's company and all that and I realized after about a year or so of this that this was an impossibly big amount to hold like I might have been a little ambitious (laughs) with what I thought I could take on Uh, But I didn't know how to let it go either, so I became resentful of the responsibility of it all, you know, because my own personal, like, hopes and dreams or plans for myself for any given year were sort of, they weren't getting any air, they were just kind of sitting there in a corner, like, half dead. So, and because I could literally never find a few minutes to work on stuff or just have space and time to like daydream uh anyways eventually the resentment was started pouring out of me in all different places so it was like in my impatience it was in my anger in my general unhappiness um and so eventually my one of my daughters she said to me she's like mom are you even happy here And way back when her dad and I had divorced, that was one reason I had given her for the breakup, was so that, you know, we could be happier parents for her. And so this has always been a metric she holds. And literally, wow, is it ever like, you know, an arrow into my heart. So it's definitely very poignant. Uh, And from then on, I made the commitment to just slowly unravel what i had been doing and see how it came together after that and i let go of outcomes because i was like whatever this is i want to have a healthy foundation i want to have like a strong family life and i realized yeah it wasn't working out the way i was running it or holding it all and trying to just make sure everything was good and make sure everything was happening was it was not working in a sustainable way it was just too much so i made my my priorities for myself i began to make like non-negotiable in any given month and so you know i have three kids i have two bonus kids So I'm aware of the fact that, you know, there's surprises that come up where, you know, somebody has an extra practice or some they want, somebody has something and it wasn't pre-scheduled or anything. So, you know, even just going out with friends, it's like, okay, what, what, (laughs) what's the plan? And so that's why I give myself a month because it's built in flexibility. It's not like after a week, if something didn't happen or I didn't get some time to do something, that somehow that was a failure. It's like over the course of the month, I have my priorities for things that I'd like to do or time I'd like to have for myself. And that's usually enough time to kind of stuff can shuffle around and it's okay. It all gets fit in. Um, but yeah, so regardless of whether you give yourself a month two months a, qu- a whole quarter of uh, what are you, whether you want it to be a week whatever that's not the important thing the important thing is that your priorities and things that are important to you that are just for you are non-negotiable so they no matter what happens they don't get totally deleted and worst of all they don't get deleted you (laughs) because you're voluntarily deleting them first because that's just what we do Uh, and so sometimes you know there is stuff that happens like last week I literally haven't been home for probably more than a week in the last two months because I've just been traveling a lot for work we had a couple of vacations in there I've been caring for a family member who is going through her own healing journey and so yeah I hadn't been home a lot but after Easter we came home to a flooded basement and I was like fuck that sucks and so I mean obviously that is just gonna take up a bunch of time to like figure out and like get cleaned out and get everything rebuilt a bit and so yeah stuff happens all the time and um that's where the flexibility is where it's like okay you know it doesn't have to happen on the exact timeline that i thought um, but it's not just going to be deleted because you know somebody has an extra practice or somebody wants to hang out with their friends and And it's just not going to be deleted. Like, at some point it's happening. (laughs) So we just got to work with that and mix every... Everybody else kind of gets their things they want to do involved in the week and they make it happen. And you just got to put yours in too. So as I've been, you know, meriting myself in this more and more and more, what I am noticing is that I am no longer abandoning myself and my heart and my dreams and my hopes. I'm also no longer blaming others for why I don't have time. Uh, Because I definitely spent lots of time doing that. (laughs) We'd be like, I can't do this. Oh my god, if only my partner wouldn't ask me to do this, that, and the other thing. If only you know, my kids were less, like, high-maintenance, or if only work, like, would settle down. Once work settles down, then for sure, uh, you know, I'll have all this time for myself. It'll be amazing. And so, no, I no longer am waiting around and blaming others for not having time. And even waiting around, like, I don't even know, I'm, it was a little delusional, probably, but it was almost like, at some point, I'm gonna have this huge expanse of time open up, and, then, of course, that is going to be when I do my all the things I ever dreamed of. And, and it's like, okay, listen, like I had to get real with myself and just like that's never going to happen. So, and it certainly isn't going to happen unless I make it happen. So waiting around for it is ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I don't blame others for why I don't have time. If I don't feel like I have time, the question I ask myself now is, how can I make time? you know, not just sitting there in victim mode. It's like, how can I make this happen? And because it's important to me, I put the time into making it happen. And because I know that I get so much fuel from it. And so any time that I spend, you know, feeling spacious, reconnecting with my spirit, that's time. It's like, three times more time when it comes out the other side and because I feel so refreshed so refueled so much more able to then hold other people's things because we as women are to some degree or another we're always like we're so emotionally attached with our relationships with our kids with people you know we have great hearts we want to give and improve the world and but we have to start with ourselves first and lead by example not wear the shit out of ourselves and still the world is a freaking disaster um we need to start with ourselves and so your time and what you're spending your time with is your responsibility and that is obviously more complicated than just this simple podcast but that's the beginning of the change in your life is realizing no i'm not blaming others for why i don't have time i need to look at this like how can i find more time and not blaming circumstances either because like i said the basement floods the whole week's freaking turned on its end and for sure like we're all human so i'm sitting there like what the hell like why now why why at all <laughs> Like the freaking basin has never had water problems. There's the sump never runs. But while we were away, it had a lot of, uh, yeah, there was a lot of water in the basement. Anywho, but once you get kind of, once you start um, getting more marinated, getting more comfortable in this concept, you can rebound. You can, you're going to have that m- that time where you're like, fuck, this sucks, but then you're also going to just pick yourself up by the freaking big girl undies that you have on and be like, okay, got to fix this. This needs to be fixed. Onward. And so I'm also noticing that I'm asking for help more than I've ever asked for help in my life Um, because I definitely, I mean, I'm very capable. I can do lots of things, in the run of a week but i also can even more stuff can get done when i don't have to do it all and so and especially the things that i would like to have in the week for me those happen when other people are doing other things that i no longer have responsibility over and so for me my kids they're getting older you know they can take on more responsibilities it's probably even recommended that they do so that they know how to cook they know how to clean they know how to bake they know how to do things that people are going to need to know how to do when they go to college or university and so and i'm also more outspoken about what i like to do and what i want to do with my free time so that everybody in the family is just more aware that i'm not some automaton like cleaner of everything and you know, supporter of everybody else's things, I also have my own, like, hopes and dreams for the future, and I'd like them to be put into the system and the whole thing to consider them, right? Super simple, (laughs) but sometimes it seemed very intimidating before I started doing it, I have to, I have to say, so... Anyways, I've also been more open with my spirituality than I ever have been, because for a long time, I don't know, for a long time, when the kids were little, we used to talk about it a lot, but then at some point in the middle there, it got a little less um, centered, and so I've been centering it, recentering it in our lives again, where it's, you know, we talk about the moon cycles, we talk about... um, I think because they, yeah, we talk about the moon cycles, we talk about our cycle cycles, menstrual cycles, um, nature cycles in nature, cycles in the year, uh, so that they have like an inherent feeling that there's more to it than just them. It's not just them in their life, they are supported by really a lot of unseen forces that are all, um, you know cheering them on and wishing them the best and and there to help if they need to ask for help that's there's a whole bunch of people in the background there that you that you can use for anything uh and so yeah i generally i just feel like i'm taking up more space in relationships where it's like not just sort of like the wallflower kind of persona in a relationship with somebody else it's um that's actually like, yeah, I have opinions, I have things that I like to do, I have just general stuff like that is, um, sometimes feels really radical, but, um, it shouldn't be, (laughs) I mean, that's what I'm doing this podcast for, is so that it, it just doesn't seem like such a, like if, it's not so scary, I guess, once you get started, baby steps, it doesn't have to be, the revolution doesn't have to be, you know, light fire to every part of your life it can be small baby steps come back again tomorrow do some more and so on and so on and so since really taking this in i am just more unapologetically and literally just me you know i am an active and engaged participant in my life and if something isn't working in my life I'm asking myself, like, how can I make this work better? How can I change this? Like, it's not like I'm waiting for somebody else to, like, fix it. I'm not waiting for someone else to, you know, give me permission to do something. It's just like, okay, this this has got to be addressed. We got to look at this. Uh, And so to close this podcast, I just want to remind you, you know, that you are the queen of your life and so how would you show up differently owning and embodying this fact like owning the fact that nobody is coming to save you but you you are the one you've been waiting for and as my dad would always say the buck stops with you, Lise Mm -hmm. so I wish you a beautiful day Be sure to hit subscribe and leave a review if you enjoyed this episode, and I will see you next time. Take care.